Dennis, we talked about uh, various oils over the last couple of weeks and primrose oil, and you talked about eczema mm. and how good it was for that. Yeah. Uh, now, you've had a bit of feedback after that. Look, it's, it's, um, it's been quite surprising. Following that series of talks we gave on oils, a number of listeners have rung in and asked me to follow up on it, and particularly with reference to the role of evening primrose oil in the context of a supplement to help fight eczema. So I thought today we might look at eczema and follow on from the discussion as how primrose oil is one of the leading remedies. We'll look at eczema. Health naturally. And Dennis Stewart, we're going to talk about eczema and oils and primrose oil, but we have had a Robin ring in from Soldiers Point and she's got a question Mm. for you about cholesterol. Hello, Robin. Hello, how are you both? Very well, Robin, and how are you? Good, thank you, Dennis. Good, good. Um, I've had blood tests last yeah. week and yeah. the doctor said my cholesterol was rather high. It yes. was 6.5 mm-hmm. and the triglycerides were about 2.2. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like taking statins mm-hmm. and I wondered if there was something natural okay. that I could be taking in place of them. And do you think those readings are overly high? Um. Look, those sorts of readings, in my opinion, uh, generally speaking, are not exceptionally high. 5.2 to 5.5 is considered to be the upper level of of normal, but moderately elevated levels beyond that. Many people would have readings, I suspect, like that. And unless uh, you have a major compromising health problem... I would be, if it were you, and I have to put it in that terminology, if I were in your situation, uh, I would first of all try to address the the elevation of your cholesterol by doing a few things yourself, letting, right. letting of course, your good doctor um, be aware of what you're wanting to do. Express to him that you have reservations or concerns about statins, and uh, it is no secret I share those concerns as well, albeit... I'm the first to acknowledge that in uh, many situations they're absolutely necessary, but my position is that if my cholesterol were moderately elevated, I would do a number of things first up to try to get it down to a level that would satisfy uh, my doctor or specialist. And I'm sure, okay. I'm sure your GP would take that, that sentiment on board. Now, uh, in, in uh, my situation as a practitioner of complementary medicine or natural medicine, Um, I see a lot of people that share concerns about this and I see a lot of people who do things themselves which are able demonstrably to help bring their cholesterol level down, particularly when it's moderately elevated, as I, in my opinion, yours is moderately elevated. So I'm not just speaking theoretically here. I'm speaking from my own clinical experience, seeing many, many patients and clients presenting who, taking advice either from their doctor, their pharmacist or myself, are able to get their condition uh, satisfactory. A couple of little Good. things, a couple of little things that, that I would suggest you take on board and, again, um, let your GP know so that periodically right. he, can, he can monitor you. The first, thing, mm-hmm. the first thing to acknowledge is that there uh, are certain substances... Um, Generally speaking, of a of a, a bulking nature, uh, a good one would be, for instance, oat bran. 
oat bread. And there's a, a product called beta-glucan, B-E-T-A-G-L-U-C-A-N. Now, I've seen some quite remarkable benefits when that substance has been taken um, by patients or clients over a number of months. Please don't expect a dramatic drop um, in, your, um, in your cholesterol level overnight as a result of taking it, but working yep. with it for a number of months should be able to demonstrably see your cholesterol level come down substantially and you can, okay. put, you can get hold of that easily without script from your pharmacy and it, it's um, a very easily taken substance and there's a lot of literature to support the role of that particular substance in helping drop your cholesterol level. There is an explanation as to how it does that I will not go into it because that might be boring and most listeners wouldn't be interested in it, but there's a, an explanation as to how that a form of fibre facilitates a reduction in your cholesterol level. That's principle number one. The, the, the other thing that you can do, um, and I would suggest, however, that you do one thing at a time. I don't think with a level like that, in my opinion, and I've got to couch it in that terminology, uh, you've got time to work on bringing it down. I would yeah. suggest you work on that for a while, but after that, there are a group of substances, again, which are readily available from your pharmacy or your good health food store, um, and they are known as phytosterols. Now, I'll spell it for you. P-H-Y-T-O, uh -huh. um, phyto, S-T-E-R-O-L-S, yeah. phytosterols. That means, okay. that means plant-based steroidal substances. Now, these occur in, 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 in many plants, but they have, and also they're occurring in some foods we eat now as a result of deliberate bringing them into certain spreads and things like that. Now, in a therapeutic dose, uh, phytosterols have the ability to inhibit the uptake of cholesterol across the bowel wall and therefore, um, in a sense, facilitate a reduction in your cholesterol level by a better voiding, if you like, of cholesterol via the large bowel. There is an explanation there as well. So okay. there are two principles. And in herbal medicine, uh, probably the most uh, renowned herb, re renowned to practitioners, but unfortunately, like many good herbs, they never really find their way into the popular world of supplementation. Not, it's not a glamorous herb, but the, the herb globe artichoke leaf. Oh, yes. If you, if you are good with your computer, if you were to Google globe artichoke leaf, you would find that it is highly regarded as an agent that progressively, working along different pathways to the other two remedies, also works to lower cholesterol levels. It works via the liver, and it's a very safe herb, and in herbal medicine it's one of the primary liver uh, recovery herbs. So there are three substances, and I know them well, and I've helped many patients over the years embark on this journey of trying to get their cholesterol level under control without having gone, going down the pathway of pharmaceuticals. Now, I am not, let me emphasise this to listeners out there and, and medical practitioners and others, I'm not in any way at all contradicting the use of the uh, statin medication I've said earlier they are sometimes absolutely necessary, but I'm sure most people would take on board my viewpoint that wherever possible, lifestyle change, dietary change, using simple supplements 
is perhaps a better way of addressing a mildly elevated problem than to go down the pathway of pharmaceutical therapy straight away. Thank you for your call, Robin. This is Health Naturally, and Dennis Stewart is talking about oils and eczema and things like that, but we do have a skin condition coming up with our next caller, 49216216 for your call. Uh, Alan has rung in from... Hello, Alan. Yes, hi. Can you turn your radio off? So that it's off. It's off. Good. Good. I can hear it. <laughs> no, nah, not my radio. Okay. All righty, ask your question. Oh, yeah. G'day, Dennis. Hello, I like Alan. the show. I, I try and listen every chance I get. Thank you. Friday. Thank you. Um, mate, I've got this um, skin irritation sort of comes and goes. Yes. Uh, at the sort of top of the nose and, and, and the cheek. Yes. And uh, I wonder what I can take naturally to... Um, Get rid of it. Okay. okay. The first thing I would, I would ask you, Alan, is have you had your doctor look at it? No. Okay. Look, you, you know my point on this very well with any of these conditions. It's always wise to take on board the skills of your GP and get uh, a diagnosis to get a clue as to what's going on. Um, so regardless of what I'm going to say, I would nevertheless suggest that you have a yarn with your GP, it sounds to me, from without obviously looking at it or seeing it, it sounds to me as if it may well be a rosacea problem. Rosacea, um, for the sake of listeners, is a condition that typically occurs facially. The cheeks and the nose are uh, very common sites for it and it can manifest itself in moderate, even through to quite severe levels of distress where in a very distressing situation those parts of the, of the face and the nose can become very pustular and, uh, and, and very very unpleasant to experience and to present with. Uh, less intense levels can occur as uh, just red or inflamed lesions uh, that might even look like, like dermatitis and this is why I'm suggesting Alan regardless of what I say it would be useful for you to have a yarn with your GP. However if it were a rosacea situation, the first thing that I would think of using is a cream known as the GA cream. Now, let me explain that. And a compounding pharmacist should be able to make it up. If you can't, you ring my rooms and I'll tell you where to get it. But the GA cream is a cream that incorporates a substance extracted from licorice. I know that sounds rather left field, but... Um, Glycoretinic acid, or better known as glycorrhizin, is what's called a glycoside extracted from the herb licorice. And it has a very significant and well-known anti-inflammatory and healing effect, particularly on the skin. And I have used it probably for 30 years of my professional life as part of a treatment for rosacea, and it has served me well in most cases. I always say... Uh, or couch my enthusiasm by saying things like in most cases or generally speaking. Uh, in my opinion, anything topically um, can work well for one person but may not do the same job for another. But in very many cases, um, the GA cream based on an extract of licorice has served me well. In fact, many, many years ago, um, my receptionist at my practice in Morunga uh, in Redleaf Avenue, where I practiced for many years, she controlled her rosacea uh, whilst I was practicing there for many years purely by using 
a topical application known as the GA creep. Hers was a mild condition. Uh, in Europe, um, the uh, glycotinic acid is the basis of many cosmetic preparations. So one can see that it is valued around the world um, f for the effect that it has on the skin and improving skin tone and lessening skin damage. So it's something that I would be uh, thinking about. The, as far as management goes, if there is a, a lot of uh, redness, if there is a lot of uh, what you might call in, in inflammatory activity, I would be thinking of using uh, some herbs and one of the herbs that I would be thinking of here is is uh, a lovely favourite of mine. It's a European herb known as Viola tricolor, better known as heart's ease. Now, heart's ease, if I get a chance, I'll talk about that later in the program, but heart's ease is a European favourite for addressing most inflammatory skin diseases, particularly things like dermatitis and or eczema and or seborrheic dermatitis. So as a starting base, and by the way, that is very safe, can generally be purchased from a health food store, even as a herbal tea. Many of the European herbal teas that are on good health food store counters would incorporate the, the herb heartsies or viola tricolor. An infusion, a tea made of that, persevered with, is usually very effective, in most cases, in subduing inflammatory activity associated with various forms of dermatitis or eczema. If, however, there is a lot of pustular activity, and this is where I think you should see the doctor because you may, in fact, need initially an antibiotic, but if there is pustular activity that you, your, your doctor initially wants to just monitor and see how you go, the herb golden seal, again, available in an encapsulated form, is a herb used by herbalists to address many chronic infections and it works very, very well as a gentle, mild antibiotic agent, either on its own or in conjunction with the other American herb known as Echinacea. Now, I know I've given you a mouthful there. I suggest you just concentrate on topical applications, uh, say a GA cream, any cream you use on this condition. Uh, always do a patch test. Don't smother any cream. I'd always do it gently first. Trial it to make sure it's comfortable. Uh, work that way and try working with Viola Tricolor. Right, yeah, Viola Tricolor yep. and Viola, Viola Heartsease. Well, heart, heart, heartsease, heartsease is the common, is the common name, name for Viola Tricolor. Okay, that's great. Thank okay. you. Thank Thanks, you for your call, Alan. This is Health Naturally. Sharon, you've rung in from Mayfield and uh, your mum has restless legs. Yes, she does. Hello, Sharon. How are you? Good, good. Tell me about your mum. How old is your mum, Sharon? She's 87 this year. Yes. Um, and she suffers with restless legs, you know, overnight time mainly. Oh, dear. Um, and she's not getting a lot of sleep at the oh, moment. Dear, dear. Um, but she's on a lot of medications as yes, well. But yes. I was just wondering if there's anything yeah. herbal or natural that okay. she can do that we can try and, you know, yeah, calm them a bit. Look, there's a couple of things that could be done. Obviously, if mum's on a lot of medication, one is restricted a bit in what one recommends. But um, I'm going to say something initially that might sound a little bit simplistic, yep. but yet coincides with a lot of the reading that I'm doing and have done on the modern understanding 
of using honey as a medication. Now, uh, listeners would know that I'm a great fan of honey as a therapeutic agent, both as a, a topical application for wounds and sores and ulcers, but also as an agent to address uh, some health problems, particularly things like insomnia and cramps and maybe restless legs. I'm right up on the, on the literature, uh, the medical literature, the modern medical literature, that suggests that we are underestimating the potential of this simple agent to address health problems that have hitherto been managed primarily with pharmaceutical agents. So one of the things I would recommend, based on the feedback that I get particularly from elderly patients, is to get mum to use something like a tablespoonful of, yep. of pure honey, say in some warm milk, before mm -hmm. she goes to bed. Okay. Now, I know that sounds simple, and what you can also do if you want is do what a lot of the elderly people in past generations would have done, and I know this for sure because as a young man studying in, in Sydney and living with two delightful elderly Irish ladies in 12 Oak Street, Ashfield, I saw how they used to lace their um, pre-retirement uh, uh, drinks with, uh, with nutmeg. Oh, okay. And, and my subsequent reading of nutmeg suggests that it does have some value in functioning as a mild, relaxing agent. So Mum might have scored a cocktail here, a nice warm, <laughs> a nice warm glass of uh, warm milk, uh, blended with a tablespoonful of honey and sprinkled with nutmeg. That oh, might okay. that might do her the world of good, and I'm sure her good doctor wouldn't mind if she were to do that. However, the other thing is that Mum may have tried some magnesium. Has she? Yeah, she's on magnesium. Has, yep. that, has that helped at all? It helps with her cramps because yes, she usually yes. gets a lot of cramps, okay. but um, that helps with the cramps. Okay. But it doesn't; it's not helping with the restless legs. Okay. So, okay. The the other thing that might be useful for her is that there is a herb called chamomile. Now, it is a favourite herb, particularly in Europe, where it is used to promote uh, a better sleep. It's a very safe herb. I use it for multiple purposes. But it is not well known that it does have some relaxant effect, which could translate into a relaxant effect on her musculature. So oh, okay. I, I would suggest that, uh, again here, uh, go to your pharmacy or your health food store, get hold of a good quality chamomile tea, preferably in a tea bag, yep. and get mum to try some of that also before she retreats to bed at night. See how she goes with that. None of those things are expensive, and as far as I'm aware, they're certainly not harmful. And it might just make that difference between a poor sleep and a better sleep. No, nah, well, I'll give, she'll give anything a go, I think. I'll but, it's, I will. mean, all that's pretty simple. And it's yes. like, usually it all comes back to simple things anyway, doesn't well, I'm, it? Well, I'm convinced of that. And that's why, uh, despite the fact that people perhaps smirk when I talk about uh, honey the way I do... I, they, they may smirk, but I see the benefits of my recommendations in listeners, clients and patients. Yeah, honey, I always... Yeah, I agree with that, with honey. Now, let, yeah. me, just, let me just say something here. Um, wherever possible, Sharon, source your honey from your local beekeeper uh, or your local market where it is, where it is produced and sold uh, in its pure form. Now, I'm a great supporter of our local... Uh, apiary industry and I encourage all listeners to patronise uh, 
those beekeepers around you and there would be many of them wherever possible use that uh, preparation that's my opinion no processing involved eh? well that's my hint yes that's my hint. indeed thank you if you called sharon uh, health naturally and uh, 49216216 for your call dennis um, perhaps this might be a time to talk mm. about eczema well what a time to talk about it look the reason i'm i'm, I'm talking about it as we prefaced our uh, session this morning uh, by was that Subsequent to our discussions on oils, and particularly uh, primrose oil, where I touched on its use uh, as an agent to help uh, manage um, eczema, or a particularly atopic eczema or atopic dermatitis, I've had quite a few calls and inquiries, people ringing up and asking uh, that could I elaborate further on my approach to helping people with eczema. Um, and so... I'll just go over some of the things that I would mention and some of the things that I've recommended, some of the things that I've taught and lectured on and prescribed over the years. Now, again, let me just couch what I'm going to say with this proviso. This is in no way at all contradicting or conflicting with anything that our good dermatologists or doctors might do. What I am aware of, however, is that many, many cases of the skin are very troublesome, give a great deal of distress... And not always do they yield as well to the mainstream approach as we would like. In fact, as I said earlier to you, Jane, uh, even this week I saw a, a gentleman in his mid-teens that was literally uh, scratching himself to death because of a, a, an uncontrolled um, level of eczema. And I relate to that because that was my situation as a young man studying, uh, living on my own, trying to survive in in Sydney as a student that was my experience when I went down with eczema so I was able to empathise with him and give him a few hints and clues as to things that he could do to ease the condition and of course one of the things that I suggested was and, and interestingly this, uh, this lovely guy um, knew very little about things that we take for granted probably as a result of discussing these things on the programme but I suggested that he immediately start using primrose oil and said that he would need to work with it for quite a few months which he was prepared to do in order to see a permanent um, result from it but I also suggested that he do the following things and this is where listeners who struggle with with eczema perhaps could take on board some of the things that I've recommended the one of the most important things is to acknowledge the role of certain bioflavonoids in, in helping subdue some of the inflammatory activity associated with eczema, atopic dermatitis. And one of those bioflavonoids is called quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. Now, the modern management of eczema in natural therapy circles emphasises the importance of bioflavonoids and particularly that member of the bioflavonoidal group. So primrose oil, bioflavonoids, particularly quercetin, is, a, a, in my opinion, almost a must. Uh, and thirdly, as I've already said um, this morning, that the, the herb that we've mentioned, called heart's ease, is not only a favourite of mine, but is one of the most popularly prescribed and recommended herbs in European herbal medicine, and let me emphasise, in Europe, Herbs are used a lot more than what they are in Anglo systems of medicine and 
in, in dealing with the skin, therefore, a herb like, um, we've mentioned heartsease, would just as likely be prescribed by a medical practitioner who is also skilled in the application of herbs. One uh, great German medical practitioner, wonderful medical herbalist who's passed on now, was the great Dr. Rudolf Weiss, whose uh, text, whose book, uh, altered or enhanced my understanding of herbal medicine and my lecturing uh, incredibly, and I mean incredibly. Uh, and in that book, and I mentioned that book to practitioners, doctors, dermatologists even, herbalists and others to procure as a reference text in that uh, book dealing with uh, dermatitis and eczema, the wonderful, gentle, lovely little herb, Heartsease, is put forward as the primary remedy to use as a simple tea, or I frequently prescribe it as, as an extract. Now, there are three simple things that can be done to manage, supplement in, and work with primrose oil long-term. You might need to be on it indefinitely. Go for the bioflavonoids, particularly one known as quercetin, and look at the herbs, and there are many herbs used for eczema, but I'm trying to keep it simple and accessible, and the most important one is the herb heartsease. Don't forget what I have said previously on the program about using sensible topicals that are not steroidal, and therefore are not likely in any way at all to, to upset um, or really uh, have any problem with the skin. Don't forget the cooling benefits of menthol, and the anti-itch benefits of pine tar. And your pharmacist is skilled in being able to recommend to you preparations in lotion forms that would incorporate those two agents. I have seen some of my clients um, who have been struggling with skin conditions interminably say to me that the simple recommendation to get hold of a lotion based on pine tar and menthol has altered their whole experience of their condition. Maybe not cured it, but certainly altered their experience of it. And sometimes that's the best that can be done. Also, going back what we said a couple of weeks ago about chickweed. In herbal medicine, chickweed was one of the first um, ointments that I used with my dear friend Robin Kirby, and it's still a favourite of mine, chickweed ointment particularly for localised eczema, is one of those creams or ointments that needs to be used in the self-help way of addressing this wretched condition. We could talk on and on and on, but there are some hints which should satisfy people who ask me to take eczema up. This is Health Naturally on 2NURFM. We are talking about skin a bit today, and Kath has rung in from Hamilton. You've got a question about skin as well, Kath. Yes, yes, thanks. Um, Dennis, um, um, uh, I've only, um, the skin on my arms between my elbow and my wrist is extremely vulnerable. I, I've only got to brush past um, something, you know, and, and, um, and slightly touch, you know, the edge of the wall or the edge of the table or something, and, and I get a three-corner tear in my skin. Oh. Um, and also, um, I bruise extremely easily. Okay. Now, I'm 69 years old, um, and there's two other factors that 
I don't know, might have had an influence on this or not. Mm. The skin all over is, is pretty susceptible, but yes. particularly there. Um, I've been on chemo for seven years. Okay. Um, and I'm still on chemo. Okay. But back in about 2003, yes. um, which was quite a while back, I was badly burnt also from my elbow to my wrist okay. on both arms. Okay. Um, I, I haven't got a, a, a lot of scarring there, even though it was um, extreme. It was down to flesh, you know. Mm. Um, but they put some sort of wonderful... Um, like a honeycomb poultice yes. wrapped around my arms, yes, and yes. it was absolutely marvellous. And it's, mm-hmm. so it's left me with no scarring, but Wonderful. but my skin, my skin all over my body, but particularly there is just, you know, I've only got to touch it, and uh, and I'm I'm reaching reaching for the band aid. <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear! I, I, look, I I empathise and sympathise with you, Kath. Initially, I thought when you were talking about the fragility of your skin, I was thinking that you might have been on steroid medication still, but um, you, you probably no. you're not on steroids. Look, no. uh, obviously anything that I say here is, is uh, how can you call it, not based on a lot of experience because you're on chemo and I don't know your chemo and it would be, how can I call it, absurd for me to say, oh, this will fix the condition. But a couple of things mm. that I don't think would hurt in trying to do better than what you're presently doing. Uh, first yep. of all, are you using any supplements at all, things like vitamins or minerals or anything like that? No, no. Okay. No. Look, make a couple of little recommendations. You heard me uh, speak earlier about my enthusiasm for substances known as bioflavonoids. Yeah. Bio, one of those bioflavonoids is called rutin, R-U-T-I-N. Um, I've written it, yeah. Yep. Just, just let me explain that there are multiple bioflavonoids. All of them are valuable, yep. but many of them target um, um, certain conditions. Just as I said, quercetin tends to target allergenicity so with rutin, it tends to tar- to target, um, uh, how can you call it, vascular conditions, particularly associated with uh, fragile blood vessels. Um, yeah. if, if you get people that have spider veins, uh, who have very, very fragile blood vessels, uh, sometimes mm-hmm. the use of rutin as a bioflavonoid will progressively lead in the direction of uh, length, less fragility and therefore less bruising and less bleeding. So yeah. I would be suggesting, uh, start, to start with, contemplate um, using uh, some uh, bioflavonoid as a supplement. Uh, yeah. as, as far as I'm aware, there's no t- toxicity associated with them. They're used popularly. And the other thing that I would recommend is that uh, contemplate using a vitamin E cream. Right. Now, vi- a vitamin E cream uh, also... Uh, um, accompanied by some aloe vera as a topical application. That's not a bad way. Uh, Aloe vera was used uh, in the past and probably still is in certain parts of the world to address radiation burns where it it led to a significant improvement in skin tone, a toughening of the skin uh, and a healthier skin. Now, uh, you will find, I'm sure, in your pharmacy or your health food store uh, creams with very good neutral bases um, comprised of vitamin E and also uh, the use of aloe vera. I don't think there's anything wrong in giving that a go. The bioflavonoid is ongoing oral medication 
and the use of that uh, preparation topically um, to see how you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it does sound um, a little bit, Dennis, like my um, uh, capillaries are very susceptible. Yes. Um, if I don't, if I don't rupture my skin, yes. um, then I'm left with a big black, yes. red black bruise, bruise you know, yes, yes. That, that you would normally see on people maybe 80, 85 years yeah. old, but they're just all over me. You what, know? I, what, um, I would well, say, what I would say there very quickly is, uh, as far as the actual bruising is concerned, uh, topical applications based on, on Arnica uh, have a reputation unparalleled in herbal medicine for helping resolve and quickly lead to a breakdown in the bruising. Um, and Arnica is one of the most easily procured uh, topical applications, particularly where Arnica is in a pharmaceutical potency. So have a little bit of that on hand, either as a lotion or a cream, perhaps to address any bruising if and when it does occur. And all the very best with that, mm. Kath. And our last call for today is from Clara from Elibana. And you've, your fingernails are soft and peeling, Clara. Yes, and cracking and doing all sorts of things. And I've tried gelatine, I've tried caltrite, mm. I've tried Sally Hansen rehab and fingernails, and uh, I've tried hand and nail cream that says 30% dear, dear, dear. stronger nails. And you're still not winning. No, I'm not. Have you used some some silica? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, look, in in my system of of medicine, which places a great deal of emphasis on mineral therapy and the role of minerals in maintaining tissue health, uh, silica certainly... uh, Silica, okay. S-I-L-I-C-A, silica. I-C-A, yes. The good thing about it is it's readily available you'd be able to get it from your good health food store where you are there you'd pick it up easily um, is that a medication or cream or no no it's a silica is a, is a mineral to be taken orally all right now, right it's, it's very unlikely to upset you the good thing about it is it is very inexpensive and, no worries and you would need however to work with it a little while in order to get the benefit. It's taken a while for your fingernails to reach this point, so it will take a little while to turn around, but I would do it confidently. The other thing that I would would say is that, in my experience, sometimes this has a little bit to indicate that the the diet needs to be perhaps a little bit more reinforced with with protein. Yes. And um, I I don't know how old you are, Clara, but I, I would suggest that... You get a little bit, get a, a protein supplement. While protein supplement. While I'm you're, 75. Well, you're, you're only a baby. <laughs> oh, I'll, thank you. I'll ask you out. I'll ask you out. <laughs> We're in the same age bracket. So, oh, well. <laughs> so get, get, get a protein supplement and just lift your protein intake. It's uh, not going to hurt you. It's safe and inexpensive. But certainly no look at, use, the, use the silica. Oh, terrific. I'll right. go straight away. Okay, Clara, good on you. Okay, <laughs> okay thank you. Bye, bye, bye. Excellent, and uh, all the very best. It's always nice to have something um, to um, to go on with, isn't it? It is. It Excellent. is indeed. It is indeed. We've got our last minute, Dennis, and uh, yeah, eczema is definitely or skin Look, conditions. I, I, I are should definitely... have mentioned in in that, and I'm glad you've raised it, two things in the management of inflammatory, itching skin conditions such as eczema 
uh, and dermatitis is don't forget the role of moisturising and particularly after getting out of the shower or a bath, think of using a moisturising agent which, in my opinion, one of the best contains straight-out oatmeal. Go to your pharmacy, look for a moisture, moisturiser to dab on after you've got out the shower which contains uh, oatmeal. There are others as good, but oatmeal is excellent. And again, don't overlook the, the potential of a non-drowsy antihistamine being useful, particularly to get you through the night and give you a good night's sleep. Fantastic. And uh, that's Health Naturally for today. And we look forward to Dennis being with us again next Friday. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.